Welcome to Everything Life Coaching with John Kim and Noel Cardo, founders of Journey Coaching. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I Hey guys, today we're going to talk about the art of slowing down. And uh, man, for me, this is uh, this is going to be like a medicine. This is a prescription because I struggle with slowing down. Noel, you're going to school me today on on the art of slowing down, hopefully. I, I am. And I also want to challenge your assumptions about yourself. Oh, nice. Well, um, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I have always been the uh, high strung um, chasing his tail. And everyone has always said to me, uh, you got to slow down, you got to relax. And I still struggle with it today at 47. I think that is has been historically true of you. Mm-hmm. I think that that is accurate. Um, and we we talk a lot about hardcore coaching skills. And today I kind of wanted to um, step out from behind the curtain and show ourselves. And one of the things that I have observed of you as my friend, as my business partner, has been a profound slowing down, mm. especially over the last year. In what way? In energy or in um, like what I'm choosing to do, like my choices? Or how do you see that? Curious. All of it. All of it. Energetically, um, you know, saying things like, hey, I need to set a boundary. I want to spend more time with Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, choosing and, and crafting your life intentionally, thinking about how you want to spend your time, what your days are going to look like, um, where you're putting your energy in terms of relationships and partnerships. Um, and even just, you know, from an energetic space, uh, a lot of our conversations um, used to, you know, and I'm saying like many years ago, sound like, John, here's what I have to tell you today. And you're like, squirrel. And yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. Mm. We talk to each other. We hear each other. Guys, this is why um, coaching is so powerful. Uh, Noel telling me what she sees, uh, which is not what I see. And because I trust her and I believe her, and I don't think she's just, you know, talking shit, uh, that, that is, that's so helpful for me because that, that contrast between how I see myself and how she sees her, uh, how she sees me is, you know, that's the gap. That's the gap that, um, that coaching can, can close. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and let's really drill down. So, you know, John is my friend. I love him. I care about him. And if he were my client, I would want to know, well, if you've been hanging on to this self-perception of you as a person who needs to slow down, is that detracting from your life in any way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as she digs deeper, you know, because um, I, I see myself as a squirrel still and Noel saying, no, you're you're more like a Labrador. I don't I don't know what animal. It is. Labrador. <laughs> Um, I I have to think about the animal. I really do. Yeah, but we oh, we we <laughs> hopefully not a possum, but um, no. or a sloth. But her telling me that, and then also you know saying why. So her backing up her perspective with facts, right? Uh, because what I feel isn't truth, um, and what we all feel isn't isn't facts, right? So um, that is extremely helpful because now it makes me curious. And it allows me to see myself in a different light, you know, which which mm-hmm. is which is refreshing and which is where, where where growth can live. 
Yeah. And, and guys, so what we're doing here is really a foundational coaching. It's, it's separating emotion and perception and reaction from facts to move to a position of being proactive and real. Yeah. And, and you, it's, it's almost impossible to do it by yourself. It is. It's complete, it's completely impossible to do it by yourself because when you're in your own head and you're spinning and you're looking around, um, you can't see yourself. No, it, you can't see yourself. I mean, how, how can you? Because we're only seeing ourselves through our own, our own lenses and our own wiring and, you know, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's let's take a trip down memory lane. So I remember maybe eight, ten years ago when we first started really digging in and working and working on curriculum, I would send you like 10-page Word documents, very detailed with graphs and charts and arrows and be yeah. like, here's the plan, right? And and while that sounds awesome and and wonderful and very like me type of Virgo um, that I am, the level of detail and kind of, you know, running um, as fast and as far as I could, even in the creation of those documents, wasn't actually helpful, efficient, or a reasonable scope of work to actually move things forward. Right. Mm. Um, and so, you know, kind of looking back, I can say, oh, you know, I've changed as well. We've both really slowed down in so many different ways. Oh, are you saying that the amount of, um, um, with the charts and graphs and the amount of, uh, uh, uh writing that you did, you, you, are you saying that was too much? It was, it was, I think uh, so. Oh, at, at one time you're saying. I think so. And even just in terms of um, of communication and communication mm-hmm. style, and this is a pit that I sometimes see young coaches fall into or yeah. people who are, are going to start a business or they're thinking about their brand or they're, you know, they're running a million miles an hour in 25 different directions. And when you say, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work and you spend five hours in your office and you've plotted out your entire life and you know exactly how the next five years is going to go and you have your plan, you know, really all, all you have is, is your plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And I, I love, I love the word art in this topic, the art of slowing down, because um, I think a lot of people see, you know, life is either uh, I got to be productive. I got to get things done. I got to check the things off my list or I got to slow down. But when you say the art of slowing down, now we're talking about a dance. Now we're talking about, you know, um, equalizing. We're talking about uh, it being uh, uh, not so much an on and off switch, but like this idea of balance and self-care and knowing when to slow down and when to hit the gas pedal. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, motivation is not a constant. No, no way. Yeah. I mean, we dip all the time daily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to think of it more as waves crashing on a beach, right? So the wave comes in and then it goes out Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and you have to, in the times when the wave goes out, you're just sitting on the sand saying, wow, <laughs> now what? One thing that um, I have seen in you, which I am actually really proud of is, um, so Noel. 
uh, takes on a lot. And uh, this this is good and bad. Like it's good because she has uh, the ambition and drive and all of that, like off the charts. But it's also bad because um, it could be unhealthy, right? And and she could burn out. And so from what I've seen in her um, in the last nine years is her playing with that, her, her dance. And, you know, right before we started this episode, she mentioned she's going to go away for, for a couple of days. And, um, I, I kind of, I felt happy. I felt proud. I felt like, okay, here's another, um, action step that she is doing to slow down because she feels that she needs it. And, um, I, I, I think that's growth for you. Thank you. Thank you. It it is. And I, you know, as we've kind of gone on this journey together with our businesses and, you know, our listeners are aspiring coaches, they're building their brands and businesses, entrepreneurship and partnership and work is so very personal Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's your life. You inhabit your life and your work can become your life. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you really peel back and say, well, you know, what have I been doing in this time? Um, it's layered. It's, it's the layers of your life where they your friends, um, may, may also be your colleagues may also be your chosen family. The content that you create is the work, the words that you're contributing to the discourse of this you know, earth, Mm -hmm. your intellectual property, um, is yours. It comes from your brain. It's, it's what you, um, put into the world and and that builds your relationship with the entire world around you. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, the word I use a lot is, is your, your container, your life space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when, when we kind of push the gas pedal in terms of, worth and output and money, um, I think that we lose the nuance of the true capacity that we all have to build a life, you know, within mm. within our work, just not work. You, you know, what's ironic um, is, and I, th- I see this happening a lot, um, and I also fall into it as well, when you are on social media constantly, you know, doing videos every day, and and you're you're kind of a talking head, and you're um, giving lectures and, and and encouraging people to live a certain way. It's very easy for you to lose your life. It's very easy to um, tell people how to live, but then in reality, you're actually not living. Hundred percent, and you know, you and I have opposite experiences most of the time. I have the complete opposite experience. So, if someone ever took a gander at my social media, they would have absolutely no sense of my real life. That's true, uh, because because you you don't post a lot about work and stuff. Um, although yeah. although you do you do post a lot of personal stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I post personal stuff. I post pictures of my dog. Mm-hmm. I post, you know, thoughts from time to time. But you, you wouldn't be able to to really follow what, my existence, right? What you do every day. What I do. If you if you hopped over to the journey page, uh, you'd be able to see the outcomes of my work. Um, if you hopped over to my own social media, you'd know that my dog had a birthday, um, you know, (laughs) but, but you, you wouldn't necessarily know that I'm 
packing up. I'm getting ready to go spend a couple mm-hmm. of days on a farm in Virginia with some friends that, um, you know, that life has been rolling on that I, even that I live in Philadelphia, um, that, you know, I, I run a company. If you just mm-hmm. look at my Instagram. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an interesting mix of, of how we present what we share, yeah. how we show up and why I think. If you look at mine, it's like a flip book where you see every moment of my day from when I'm in the bathroom to what I'm eating to all of that, um, which is which is which I love. And this is what I love about uh, Noel and I is that uh, that we are different, you know, and so when it comes to coaching, um, we are living examples that uh, you can be a coach and 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 be at the opposite ends of the, the, the spectrum and, and everything in between. Yeah. When I was prepping for this podcast, I wrote, live while working, may your work be a companion. Mm. What May your work be a companion. That's really interesting. Instead of may your work yeah. be you. May your, may your work not be tied to your worth. Yeah, and and to, and and thinking about it in terms of of companionship is there's a separation. Um, uh, one so fun fact, I spent a lot of time in um, some of my school years studying Marxist theory, mm-hmm. and uh, Marx talks about the worker and how society tells the worker that your worth is inherent in your work. And I think that as we look at our society and we look at what's going on, um, there's kind of a great awakening right now where people are, are starting to say, I don't want to be my work anymore. Oh, yeah. Right now, that's huge right now with uh, the pandemic and the shakeup and people mm-hmm. being trapped at home. They're re- they're mm-hmm. reevaluating, I think, a lot of people right now. Right. And so what does that mean for you as an individual and a human, you know, for your own precious life, if you are your work and that is the only expectation for you is that you have to toil for what, you know, for what output. And one of the things that I love about the field of coaching is that there is so much freedom that I didn't perhaps fully appreciate or even see when I first came into this space, that the field of coaching itself, engaging in it, your work has more of an opportunity to be a companion to you than I think it maybe it does in in other spaces and other sectors. Mm, I love that. Can you say how so? Yeah, because you you can do so many different things with coaching you can you can work for somebody else you can run your own shop you can team up with others you can create content like John does which is so varied from books to podcasts to social media content you can do what I do which is to have a very beautiful um, referral based private practice I also you know partnered with John and then we ended up building a company who knew um, it's a coaching company so I engage in coach training there's and 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 if I was ever to not be the CEO of Journey, there's a million things that I want to do. Yeah, you know, th- this is really interesting because I think that um, it fits what everyone is thirsty for these days, which is how do I do something that I'm passionate about, um, not just you know, not just for money, not just for the paycheck, uh, but something that really lights me up, but do it in a way where I don't lose my life. Right? How can I? Mm-hmm. Um, design a life where I could actually live 
<laughs> and be be productive and and have meaning. And I think this is why so many people are um, interested in coaching because I think you're right. Co- mm-hmm. Coaching is one of the businesses, the careers now where. Um, because it's so wide and there, there is no like cookie cutter, uh, definition of a coach, at least, you know, at least for us, that's not how we do it. Um, you could completely, uh, create a, a, a career and a life that kind of blends and that has balance. And you could play with the, you know, the art of being, of slowing down and, and living a meaningful life. Um, but also making money while you're doing it. Uh, and, and I think that's. That's like the dream. That's like the new American dream. It is. It it very much is. And so you have been saying for years, you know, make coaching a lifestyle, live in an authentic way to you. And I was actually resistant to that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, something has changed inside of me. And I think it has to do with the deepening of my own coaching practice and really the concept of asking permission Mm. that has just created this natural pause for me. And the value that I found in that pause is like, whoa, Mm. this has changed my life. Why do you think there was resistance um, when you first heard me say that? Was it because it didn't match your definitions of a coach? Um, I think it probably, you know, even though I am a student of Marxist theory, I wasn't living it. I think it was my own colonized mind concept of myself as a worker that I had to suffer. I had to struggle. I had to produce work. And, you know, even talking about me in the early days, just like, and, and, and you pointing out, you know, how I don't take breaks, you know, that was something that I, I really internalized the, the struggle, the suffer, the constant output, and you know when when you create the space to actually slow down even in the context of hard work you create space around big decisions difficult mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. letting your nervous system calm down asking permission and that just you know working harder isn't um there's no trophy right And so, you know, creating the space to let my nervous system calm and just kind of spread things out, especially during the pandemic, has made me more solid in my role, in my leadership, in Mm. my decision making. Yeah. And, you know, I think for me, the reason why I would announce that um, on social media and talk about it so much, like as a life coach, um, you know, turn uh, thread coaching into your life. I think the reason why I was saying that so much was because I was so terrified that it was going to get taken away from me. I was so terrified that, you know, the universe or whatever was going to get me to go back into um, working in in a field, uh, you know, when I did, when I was doing a lot of clinical work where um, I could no longer work in a, in a, in a way that was free. And, 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 and even if you go back further, um, locking myself into a Starbucks for 14 hours while my marriage was falling apart and just grinding and grinding and having no life and no friends and no connection to self. I think I was so terrified of going back there that I just kept announcing, you know, turn coaching into a lifestyle. It's almost like I'll say it to myself. Yeah. And I, I think that's really valuable insight. And and language is so powerful. The words that we say to others 
even especially to ourselves are the ones that you really internalize. Yeah. Like, so let's just yeah. take, um, the tag that we've been using forever. Uh, there's no such thing as a broken human. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have been repeating that for the last nine years because that's one of the original phrases that we started with. And number one, we both wholeheartedly believe it. It's what both of us, you know, it's what Journey believes. It's what the angry therapist believes. And um, number two, um, as somebody who has a traumatic past and a history with eating disorders and depression, I personally internalized it over the years and no longer see those things as my calling card. Mm. How do, how does it feel to no longer see those things as your calling card? How does it feel to know that you've um, evolved from that? Oh, freedom! Yeah, straight freedom. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's it's the kind of freedom that I really didn't think was possible. I didn't think there would be a day when I was free most of the time from depression. I didn't think there would be a day where I'd be free most of the time from eating disorders. I also didn't think that I was as smart or as capable as I am. And to even be able to take ownership of that capacity um, has been a remarkable transformation in and of itself. I I was once a person who felt like I had to be led and Mm. I am no longer that person. That's amazing. And I think that... um you know and when i say evolving i also mean mean healing um that freedom that you're feeling and it's funny because me uh uh as your business partner and friend i also feel uh in the last year or two this this overwhelming personal um freedom and it's different than yours but it, it does parallel because it's it's both feeling free and and for me it's um completely uh empowered me and it also allows me to feel uh gratitude um mm-hmm. i i think there's you know I, I was talking about this this week earlier i think there's two different types of gratitude and this is just the way that i i see it but there's this grass-fed gratitude if gratitude was butter right and it's like um the expensive <laughs> consistent imported grass-fed butter and then there's like a margarine gratitude and it's not fake but it's a little processed and it's used almost as a you know as an intervention when we're not we're not you know when we need it and in most of my life um i've been using the margarine gratitude uh using gratitude as a as an intervention and lately after feeling this freedom that you and I are talking about, um, gratitude is now coming from an organic place. It's more consistent and it's grass fed. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it, and the reason that I wanted to talk about this topic today and to really get into it is I think because I've looked at both of us recently and said, holy shit, we did it. Like we're both Mm. really good right now. We're both really solid right now. And we did it because of and through the work of coaching, partnership, friendship, honesty, uh, grit, termination, stick-to-itiveness, figuring out our shit, letting go of what doesn't work. And, you know, this is the science of coaching. This is the embodiment of the science of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, as you were saying this, I was, you know, uh, flashing uh, through our uh, entire journey. And um, I feel like you're right. I feel like we've kind of reached, we've swam to the island. Mm -hmm. We're we're not in that crazy rocky ocean, (laughs) knowing if we're, you know, uncertain that we're going to drown. 
and um and of course you know we're we're continuing to to swim but i feel like you and i have uh reached the island and uh, uh like personally emotionally um all of it yeah that's it's a good feeling all of it yeah and so you know for for those that are just starting out on on this path of can i change my life the answer is yes you can will it happen overnight nope Mm -hmm. certainly won't. Mm -hmm. Um, there were many lessons, many trials, many, um, pits and valleys in the hero's journey. But the, the thing that I think has been kind of the guiding star has been that, um, that wish for freedom, that expectation of peace that is Mm -hmm. on the other side. Mm -hmm. Noelle, you and I can, um, slow down. Mm-hmm. Not not slow down as in be lazy or or not productive and all that, but slow down in the sense of um, finally having peace, finally um, you know enjoying the ride instead of uh, holding the armchairs because of the turbulence. Yes, and can you imagine if we had gone in some sort of time capsule to ourselves ten years ago? And imparted this wisdom and just said, you know, hey, baby John and Noel, everything feels really weird and scary, but it's actually going to be okay. Have some fun mm. and enjoy this trip because you're embarking on the adventure of a lifetime. Yeah. And it's so hard when you're in the trenches to um, <laughs> to know that. But yeah, in looking back and, and here's the thing, because that's the pattern, um, you could now know that in the future, your future self would come back and say that to you now. So, you know, if if you guys are listening and you're in a place where you are, you feel that you are in the trenches, whatever your life looks like, um, slow down. There's an art to it. And, uh, and yeah, and you got, you got to have, you got to have fun because then, uh, it, then work is work and it's no longer a life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you deserve the whole life, all the flavors. Mm, The entire pie. The entire pie. (laughs) Guys, thank you for listening. And if you have any interest in coaching or if it's something that you've been curious about, uh, check out out our community, check out Journey Coaching and see if if it's for you. Yep. And I'd love to hear your story and talk about uh, where you want to go. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Be well. Ready to cut through the BS of becoming a coach? Snag John and Noelle's six-step guide to becoming a life coach at journey.co slash everything. That's J-R-N-I slash everything. If what you've heard here today speaks to you and you want to learn a little bit more about becoming a coach, visit journey.co, J-R-N-I C-O. We've graduated nearly a thousand coaches and offer vibrant community, strong lifetime support, and world-class coaching education. We're fully ICF accredited and look forward to watching how you use coaching to make a bigger impact in the world around you.